Gray, we're live. Good to be here. Again, back to back days. No, we had a break. We had a day break. Oh yeah, we didn't go yesterday. Sorry, it was such a blur. I just felt like shit the whole time. <laughs> you just passed out yesterday? I just wasn't feeling the best. I think a weekend like what I had just kind of caught up to me and, you know, just took it easy. Just took it real, real easy. Yeah, I felt horrible yesterday. Really? Just so tired, just yeah. beat. Yeah, I just, and just I, driving all weekend, it felt like. I mean, I was in Dallas, Lindell, here, and then back to Denton, and then just all over the place. Foxy with you the whole time? The whole time. She's a ride or die, baby. Nice. She's a ride or die. But it's nice. We're back. Um, the last two podcasts that we did were strictly for the people and why... While I know that that's what we need to do sometimes, it feels nice to just kick back and watch what we want to watch. Well, this one kind of is for the people because we already said we would watch this movie two episodes ago. Okay. Or three episodes ago. Two. Barbie came out. Barbie, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, Death Proof. Okay, yeah. But I was thinking skipping to two, ep- two episodes ago. Three is this- episodes ago. Right, whatever. Uh, so, yes, when we watched Death Proof, we mentioned watching this movie. And what movie is that? Planet Terror. Um, this is the movie that Quentin Tarantino did with Robert Rodriguez. And this, I think they filmed this movie first and it has the exact same cast that Death Proof has. No. That's what it said. Does it? I mean, it just didn't look like it. Because, I okay. mean, the cast has Bruce Willis and okay, Thanos. Maybe I'm tripping. Thanos is in it. Josh Brolin is in this? Yeah. Yeah, he, I think he he's like a doctor or something. I watched uh, like a, a trailer before, before I came over here. And I got to say, your lack of knowledge in the movie or maybe your expectations for the movie are kind of cracking me up because I really think that you have no idea what we're getting into. Yeah, I don't. I have um, no idea. I've never seen this okay, movie. Yeah, I think, okay, I'm tripping then. Cause I think whenever I, I said that on the podcast that I thought that they had the same cast on the death proof, that it's just the same cast. We did the two different movies. Maybe like the I, girls. Well, I think I was just on death proof thinking I was looking at planet terrors cast. Okay. I think I was just mixed up because I realized in that podcast I was confused on a stat. So maybe I was just wrong. We'll see. Uh, I mean, maybe it was like a misread of like the girls in Death Proof being in this movie. Like maybe they're like the stunt doubles in this movie because we did say, yeah, we we will find out. Uh, I got to say this movie looks like it could take a lot of different roads. Um, I'm sure it does. like, Like a poem or like a game of Mario Kart. So I'm just very curious to see what actually happens. Um, not gonna lie, the trailer looks similar to uh, Dusk Till Dawn, and we spoke very, very highly of that movie last podcast. I'm sure. Um, so we'll just, yeah. I mean, hey, we got to go into it with an open mind. We got to do that for every movie we watch. You know, it's just so important. Do you think you'll like it? I have no expectations for this movie. Really? Like I said, I'm going into this movie with an open mind. I'm going into this movie like how I did with Barbie. 
You know what's cool about this movie? Is that we get to compare it to Death Proof because they were double features. So we can say, was it better than Death Proof? That's what I'm curious if it was better than Death Proof or not. I'm going to guess probably not. <laughs> by the way, by the way, you've been just kind of leading me on about it. You've never even seen a trailer for this movie? I've seen the poster and I know it's about aliens. I don't know. They could have been aliens in that trailer. It looked like they could have been a bunch of different things. Dude, I'm so curious how this movie goes down. It's going to be it's going to be weird. You know how I always say like damn, what a journey. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and say this like ahead of time. Like, damn, what a journey. Like, I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to go ahead and jump the gun on this one. Um, but this is good. I, I didn't even, I didn't see like how long it is. Um, but it just looks like it's going to be... Three and a half hours. A fun, imagine. no, like, God, there's just no way. Like, I don't know. Let's actually, I really want to, we got to see actually. The thing about this podcast is that me and Greg, we sit down, record this, and then we go watch the movie and then come back for an hour, not less than an hour, to talk about it. So when there's a three-hour movie, this is like a four-hour, four-and-a-half-hour endeavor that me and you are on. Yeah. It goes fast for you. The podcast might be an hour, but me and Gray spend three okay. to four hours Only, in only an hour and a half. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm still like kind of just tired and you work today right i worked this morning yeah like i i opened the restaurant like i was tired you know um and then i got the day off tomorrow but i got to get ready for another trip that i'm going on this weekend i'm going to hot springs arkansas nice is um, that where your parents they're like vacation yeah, spot they, is? They, they got uh they got a cabin out there and uh what is it it's like nine golf courses or nine, nine lakes so the neighborhood in hot springs is called hot springs village yeah just it's shout the out largest, it's the <laughs> largest the, well it doesn't matter because they're never going to find it because it's the largest gated community in the united states wow and it has nine different golf courses and 11 different lakes you can go on on top of the fact that there's just mountains for days have you golfed there before I still haven't golfed. I haven't been out there in a long time. They were still like kind of building out the house and everything, but it's finished now. But we're going to be golfing. We're going to be hiking. We're going to be boating. Drinking. Drinking. Uh, hopefully not drinking like a crazy, crazy amount, but I just never know. It's like it's like watching a movie. You know, I just go into it with open expectations. <laughs> if a bottle of Jack Daniels hits my hands, then a bottle of Jack Daniels hits my hands. Exactly. Like if I climb to the top of a mountain... And my brother, Johnny, shout out Johnny, it's his 30th birthday this weekend. Nice. He just is like, hey, like, look at what we did. I'll be like, I know, how cool is this? He's like, here's this bottle of Jameson. I also happen to bring some ginger ales. Would you like to destroy them with me? <laughs> what kind of a man would I be to say no? You're right. So. Did you finish that bottle of Texas honey whiskey that I gave you for your 24th? Finished it that night. Beautiful. Yeah. All I did was just go to my buddy's house and take shots. Just blacked out? Blacked the fuck out. Nice. Ended up at a strip club with my dog at six in the morning. The <laughs> they let her night. in? They let her in the strip club? No. So I actually had to leave her in the car, but I was only there for like 20 minutes. One of the worst <laughs> things I've ever done as a father. I, but the, the good thing is you can't do any worse than that. So I can only go up from here. So you were hammered. Yes. I met a guy named Adon at a club outside of Dallas and the story is is that I was really drunk and we were just waiting on our Uber and this like bug lands on my arm 
And instead of like swatting it off and killing it, I pick the bug up with my finger and just place it on the ground because like it was my birthday and I was just in this big place of love. I didn't want to hurt anybody or anything. So I like picked it up, put it on the ground. This girl comes up to me. She's obviously, she's drunk. And she just, hey, did you just pick that bug up off your arm and put it on the ground and like not kill it? I was just like, yeah. She said, that's the nicest thing I've ever seen. And I was like, I don't know, I'm thinking, that's... Are you trying to fuck that's me? That's sad. I was just like, well, that's just sad. And then she pulls this other guy over, and this is a Don, and he's like, bro, I saw this shit too. And that was like so fucking cool. And I'm just like... The fuck? And I'm just like, what is happening? And so I just look at him, I say, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, killing isn't all that cool. <laughs> sometimes and uh then we get to talk and whatever you know all my buddies end up telling him hey like, it's his birthday blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then we find out we have the same dog he also has a labradoodle and so we just click he's like bro you're like you're fucking cool <laughs> so what i'm gonna do is i'm going to this after party you should totally come through bring your dog this is when i realized he was fucked up but he was really better at hiding it and so he gives me the address. He's like blowing my phone up, texting me. And we do. So we go back to my buddy's place and then we kind of chill out. I was like, guys, like, it's like three in the morning, three 30 in the morning. Like, and I look at the address and it's like, I don't know, probably like 30 minutes away. Jesus. But I'm just like, let's fucking do it. Dude. <laughs> so we do. You think he expected you to, to, to actually show up? Yeah, I mean, he was blowing my phone up. I'm like, bro, like, for real, like, can we come? And he's like, yes, absolutely. Like, y'all are more than welcome to. This is his place. So I thought. Okay. So we had a DD, my buddy Chambers. Um, he was just good. But so he drove us. And that dude, I, I think at one point even invited Foxy. I, I, I wouldn't swear to it, but I'm pretty sure he did. So we pull up to the sketchiest building uh, well, actually, not that sketchy, but it just wasn't a house. So I'm like, the yeah. fuck, this no isn't a house knows. party. It's called the Ladies' Lounge. It's got to be super illegal because they were serving alcohol at like 5 a.m. But I pull up, and I have Foxy on the leash, and I'm just like, fuck it. I already brought her here. I may as well try. So I walk up. The security car that's like driving around the parking lot, like making sure everything's okay, like turns its lights on <laughs> and then like starts shining on me. And his microphone just goes, no fucking way you're about to take that dog into that strip club. And I just look at him I'm like, certified therapy dog. He's like, that's still so fucked up. <laughs> he so, said that. He it, said that on the PA. He said this in front of so many people. Everybody's like laughing or whatever. But I don't care. I'm drunk. I'm already kind of pissed. I'm like, this dude told me I could bring my dog. Why would he do this to me? He knew it was my birthday. So I go up to the door and there's like this big 6'4", like giant black dude with like a fucking AR-15, like a cross. What? I'm telling you, loves Foxy. Boom. Just starts petting on her, everything. But he's like, bro, like I got to say, like this is one of the most well-behaved dogs ever, but this is just a mad weird environment for you to be bringing your dog in. <laughs> and I was like, I get that, but I did. 
And then the other security guard, he's like, well, I mean, bro, like, do you have any papers on her? I was like, it's four in the fucking morning. I'm hammered. And no, I don't have any papers to identify her as like my therapy You probably could have fucking just pulled up a Google images of a therapy dog certificate and just say, yep, this is hers. Yeah. Maybe if I had planned to like try and bring her into a strip club, I'm sure I could have thought of a better solution. I mean, you're obviously drunk and confused. Yes. I thought I was pulling up to a house party. I thought this Adon guy was going to have his labradoodle. We were going to kick it, all this. And so they end up getting the owner of the club out there. And he's just like, man, like, I love this fucking dog, but I can't let your dog into my club. That's just a bad look. You're like, dude, come on. Let us make memories. Yeah. But so he doesn't. So I just leave Foxy in the car for a little bit. I just, I just want to go get a drink and just see where the hell we were anyways. So we go in there. Nobody speaks English. Like nobody. I had to Google translate my double whiskey sour order. Oh, wow. Not yeah. even the bartenders. No, like nobody. What was, what was it? I don't. It was Spanish. Yeah. And they were serving alcohol. It's like 4.30 in the morning. That's illegal. It was like a Mexican strip club. I guess, man. I guess. But yeah. So that, I mean, I was there for maybe 20 minutes and then just dipped because one... <laughs> I didn't want to leave my dog in the fucking parking lot by oh, myself. Of a strip club. Yeah. And yeah, and then two, and just all right, like I'm I'm glad I have this story, but I'm also ready to go to bed and Did you ever find a Don? Yeah. Yeah, I talked to him. I was like, What the fuck? And he was like, Yeah, man, sorry. I thought they might be cool with it. I was just like, They weren't. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, sorry about that. He's like, Did you bring her? Like, like, yes. I was like, you fucking told me to, Adon. And, uh, I mean, he, so, I don't know. He bought me a drink. So that was nice. Um, but yeah, so that was my birthday weekend, or at least night one. <laughs> that was just night one? That was night one. Jesus. I was, I was with you for night two. No, day two. Yeah, you were there for day two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't want to reveal too much more about my birthday weekend, though, but it was a lot of fun, um, a lot of weird, crazy stories, um, but that's just a sneak peek. You had to be nice. there for the rest. Sounds um, magical. Yeah. Yep. Don't bring your dog to a strip club unless you got the papers. If you had the papers, I wonder if they would have let I, you know. I think if I had the papers, like I would have been good to go because they were just like, damn, she's so well behaved. And, like, and I was like, and she doesn't shed. I always throw that one out there. That's a big one. I was like, she doesn't shed either. And it's like, oh, damn. Like, she's damn near a human. Do you have her registered as like an ESA? No, at all. No. I know yeah. I could, though. Like, yeah. She's so like well, a, babe. It's like 100 bucks. No, not even like a service dog for like apartments. Mm. You could just pay 100 bucks to have your dog be labeled as an emotional support animal. Mm. And they waive all your fees. So what? Like, could I, could I also take her to strip clubs? I think that's more of a therapy dog. No, because uh, some like but hotels. I don't want to. First off, I don't even like strip clubs that much. Uh, in fact, I've been to three in my life, including this one. And every time I go, I'm just like, what am I doing here? What is the point of this? I don't have enough money to get any of these girls to actually have like a genuine conversation with me, which that's my game. If I can't talk, then looking at my face while I throw a couple of ones on you is not going to really get the job done. And <laughs> Fucking broke ass. Which remains to be seen because the first time I ever went, I got like not a private dance, but this girl like gave me like a two-minute dance 
she was like whispering a lot of things to me, but it was in Spanish. But you know, I thought she kind of like was picking up like the vibe I was giving off, which is like, hey, like, you know, we don't have to do this. Have you heard of Jesus Christ? No, no, no. It was like, it, you know, like, I'm better than this money. But then as soon as she like looked at me and was like, you want more? I was like, well, I'm not really trying to spend anything. Walked away. Didn't even say goodbye. They're cold, dude. They're cold hearted, but you know, they're all about their money. And I get that. I respect it. So like, I won't ever go to a strip club again unless I have like racks to just How much throw. money do you think they make a night? Depends on the strip club. They obviously don't keep all that cash, right? It's the club owners do. Yeah, I mean, they got to like throw it in, but like they make money, bro. They, I mean, that's why they do it. It's good money. Um, but no, I don't really understand like the strip club thing unless you just have stupid money to just blow at the wazoo, which I do not. And that's fine. That's fine. If anything, even if I even win, I do get super rich. I'm probably not going to be a strip club kind of guy. Unless it's 4 a.m. and a dog's blowing up your phone to come bring your dog to a house party. Then you might show back up to a strip club. Yeah. With my boys. Hey. All right. Planet Terror. Let's watch this movie. Let's go watch this movie and eat these tacos. Let's go. And we're back. Yeah. We Um, just watched Planet Planet Terror. Terror. And let me say... What a journey. <laughs> yeah, I, I called it. Um, um, uh, so, hell of a cast. Yeah, hell of a cast. Probably the most corniest, cheesiest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. I guess that was the point. That have better have been the point. To make it corny. No. Uh, I... <clears throat> what is the point? <laughs> I don't know what the point of any of that was. It was just... Uh, it, I, I had fun, I guess, in like a, like a blood sport kind of way, I guess. Yeah, definitely in a blood sport kind of way. Yeah, but I mean, See, dude, it was pretty much like a dust till dawn type feeling, which I... But worse... I, no, 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 no. This is better than Dust Till Dawn. What? Oh, without a doubt. Dust Till Dawn, like they were just trapped in one building the whole time. And like all it was was just like um, like Call of Duty zombies. Like that's what Dust Till Dawn turns into. There's no more plot. There's no nothing. It's just straight up killing and killing and killing. And when you think they're done killing, more vampires come in. And this one, at least... There's like a couple of aspects. I mean, there's the sheriff being the brother of the barbecue guy who like <laughs> provides the first sanctuary for them to like, you know, all team up. And then there's the daughter with the evil doctor who's Josh Brolin. And her father is actually like the main sheriff of the town. And then... There's the love story, obviously, between El Ray and Cherry, and there was levels to that. So, I'm not gonna lie; like all cheesiness aside, like there was some pretty good like plots going on in this movie. I mean, it was cool. It's like a, it's like if a 
12 year old boy yes try to write the coolest movie possibly could. absolutely in fact i wouldn't even say 12 i think i would i think i would actually take it to like 10 years old but maybe even no, eight no, maybe no, even no, an eight no, no no i think i'm still gonna go 12 because like like just the added random horniness <laughs> yeah throughout dude. the whole movie so i'll meet you i'll meet you at 12 to 13 that that scene seems like it was an afterthought once he wrote the ending. He's what? Like, oh wait, maybe I can make her pregnant. Yes, sex scene. Yes, all right, here we go. Yes. I mean that was like all we were missing pretty much this whole movie. Like up until that, like he was he probably just looked at the script and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We got a zombie apocalypse. Obviously, we've got strippers. We've got guns attached to strippers legs we've got dogs dying for no reason we have a child kill himself with a gun i'm not gonna lie that was pretty dark and so unnecessary so quentin tarantino was like obviously like i gotta i gotta have one sex scene in this movie and it was a key part to the movie well i wonder was it she really didn't have to have a kid now that I think about it. No. It wouldn't have changed much. Except that except that she's leading the future. Excuse my hiccups. We had we had a lot of food during this movie. Um but yeah, so what do you got? What do you got for me? I feel like I actually just dove deeper than I than I really knew I was going to. <laughs> um I wonder if Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez feel like they have to in order for us to care about the main character, they have to just show them off being sexy if they're a girl. Like that's kind of the way they only got us to, they attempted to make us like the main character. It was just by, boom, stripper pole, let's go, strip tease. Same thing with Death Proof. Boom, she's a stripper, making them dance, all that kind of shit. Yeah. It seems like they think... In this movie, at least, it seems like the only way they thought they can make us root for the characters is to make them hot. Yeah. Which is like, dude, they're both... It's just so strange. I don't know. It's just, I think Quentin Tarantino has made it very clear that he like wants to be... Uh, I think he likes working with cool people. Well, I think... It, yeah. Like, he just... That, that's one of his main things. He, he loves, loves... He loves hiring good-looking women, and he loves playing a rapist. Yes, but like not even good-looking women. Like he loves like he loves like good-looking men in his movies too. I mean, like I I bet that's why Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was like his final film. But not really though. He doesn't really hire good-looking dudes. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, but he he likes like the classic American-looking guys. I guess is a better way of putting it. I guess. Like, he just, he enjoys the guys that are smoking cigarettes and love guns. Like, that's, he loves those kinds of guys. Hey. Foxy. Yeah. Hold on. Nope. I'm just going to go ahead and get her out of here. Sorry for the interruption. Had to kick my dog out. Foxy was having too much fun with her toy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It just, it seemed like they have a cheap way of just, I don't know. They, They don't try that hard. They just show a hot scene and they hope that. That's good enough for us to really care about the characters. It just makes me wonder, like, I, like, how does this whole movie come about in reality? Because I, I, first off, I want to see when this movie was made. Yeah, 
obviously it was after Osama bin Laden was was killed because yeah. <laughs> Bruce Willis is in this scene. He's in the very beginning and he's toward the end. And you come to find out that Bruce Willis's character killed Osama bin Laden. 2007. Wow. They and they they really the one thing the one thing this movie did cool or did good and was cool is their shots. Like the it was shot cool. They had good shots. The cinematography was fine. It's just the corny, cheesy lines, the bad acting, the strange plot points, the absurd attachments putting onto the stripper's leg. I mean, yeah, I mean, this stripper puts an assault rifle with a grenade launcher attached to her leg. And then without pulling the trigger, she's able to just lift her like stump leg up and just kill and shoot everybody in sight. Unlimited ammo. Including the grenade launcher. At one point, she even shoots her... She, like, shoots herself up with the grenade launcher, which doesn't blow her up, nope. although it totally should. Yep. And then she lands... Flies through the air. Flies through the air, kills more zombies. No, mid-air, she points her leg out again and just... <laughs> shoots some people out. Lands, like, not on her face, but, like, slides like a like a baseball player and then gets up and shoots off like, I think three more grenades and this is all without dying or reloading. Yeah. Such so, a strange movie. I hope, I hope this movie was first cause death proof looks like a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> exactly. It shows, but here's the thing. Maybe this is, I remember I said this during the uh, death proof podcast. It seems like, I was wondering why Robert Rodriguez wasn't as famous as Tarantino because I thought they had similar styles, and I think I know why. I think he aims for the cheesy, corny... Like, he enjoys making corny-ass movies. Yeah. That's his whole niche, is making just these corny-ass, almost like B-movie type of movies. Tarantino knows how to do cheesy well because if you look at Kill Bill, if you just kind of describe it, Kill Bill's a very corny storyline. Absolutely. But it is so damn cool, and the way Tarantino makes it... Nothing really seems cheesy, and you're kind of like enjoying the cheesiness. In this movie, you don't really enjoy the cheesiness until you're like, okay, what's going on? Then you kind of like it once he puts the, once the uh, machine gun goes on the chick's leg, the stripper's leg. Then you're like, okay, I guess it's funny now. Yeah, it gets too. It just goes over the board way too much. Yeah, <laughs> to where you're just like, okay, yeah, I guess the corniness is cool. Yeah, but again, like I said, this is better than Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn, I, I just remember being like, damn, like, there's nothing different happening. It's literally just vampire after vampire after vampire. Like, it's just a rampage. Like, at least with these people, like, they're surviving. Then they're getting captured. Then they're, like, Bruce Willis, his character, is able to explain <laughs> how Osama Bin Laden is the reason for this outbreak. And... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and... uh it's just like, oh shit, okay, whoa, you can, I guess they took it there, but with Dust Till Dawn, like I just remember thinking, damn, like this started off so cool, like this plot seems like it's gonna be really interesting with like George Clooney having a psychopath brother, but they're bank robbers, but now they're kidnapped, and then like. But his brother, like, enjoys raping and murdering, and it's just like, oh, fuck, like, this is going to be dark, it's going to be bad, and then they pull up to a hotel, and no, it's just vampires, and it's just murder. This was better. 
then that's still done. No, yeah, the, I think it's. If I I don't remember it too much, but I do remember how it just kind of just ended up being a killing spree at the end. Yes. Just like no real point. And again, obviously this movie is that too. But they like, have a mission. They have a goal. They're trying to get somewhere. That's a breakout. They're trying to survive the apocalypse. Yeah. Dust yeah. Dawn, she's there's got to kill the vampires and just that's survive. It. Yeah, there's not much to it. Um, yeah, this movie is. I mean. Definitely 12-year-old rider vibes. Yeah. 12 to 13, like, uh, balls are are either about to drop or, or they they just did. Like, there's, he there's, he has finally, like, he probably just saw, like, a really hot m- girl in a movie. And, like, it really, it finally, like, did something for him. Where he was like, holy shit. I mean, it was Megan Fox for me. There's so many weird little quips about these characters i mean the doctor businessman he just likes to collect people's balls that's never explained he has a knife no okay, okay. yeah it's not he has a knife on his hip that he uses to cut people's balls off and put them in a jar okay and he collects them no, nobody ever questioned him about that yeah uh, i'm they here to take your they, balls yeah they definitely didn't explain that one either um, I thought the balls were gonna have to do like have something to do with the <laughs> antidote. <laughs> and then it was, holy shit, the fucking the the doctor getting killed by like a sniper. But there's so many just random deaths that it's like fuck. Like why did why did they have to die right there? This movie 100 percent felt like a nightmare dream. Fever dream, absolutely. It's just like, what the fuck is going on? Wait, the dog died. Fuck. Oh yes. no. Okay, like, here's something that's fucked up too. That's like a fever dream. I guess he just wanted things to be scary or disturbing because it's a horror movie. Or just unpredictable. The the chick, there's a lady who is Josh Brolin's wife who's been cheating on Josh Brolin with a girl. She escapes the hospital that all the breakouts in because she's a nurse, he's a doctor. She takes her son to um her, her dad's ha- house. Her dad's house. Her dad's house. He, she's going to go try to get her dad, who's the sheriff, to come help him out. She says, here, son, take the gun. The kid's like seven, yeah. eight, probably. Take the gun. If you see anybody, shoot them, especially if it's your dad. But don't point it in your face because you're going to blow your head off. She walks away. Not six seconds later, bah! the son blew his face off. She let her eight, I mean, the eight-year-old son <laughs> blew his face off. In the movie. And that doesn't get any and worse. They, and they show, like, you see him yes. for, like, a split second. Like, you see his face. Yeah, like, it's it's like, the way that he kill himself? Oh, confirmed. <laughs> Not a, don't leave it up to speculation. Well, no, because you're, like, I, if you're like me, you're thinking, like, the gun went off. And when she, like, gets in there, you know, he'll probably say something like, Sorry, Mom, I just wanted to see if it worked. But no, she looks in the car and his face is fucking blown off because he did exactly. Who kills the eight-year-old boys? The, I I didn't even think I didn't know if that was actually like allowed in movies. Like the kid kills himself. Like it's an eight-year-old suicide for no reason, and then it, that's it. Like the kids just never even talks about. It. There's not even like a moment of sympathy for the mom. The only thing she ever. has is you made me do this. Whenever yeah. her zombie now zombied doctor husband is coming back she's like you made me do this it's like bitch what the fuck are you talking about yeah i 
okay, so then that happened, and then not 20 minutes later, they finally have escaped from the barbecue sanctuary because it's being, like, overrun. And the barbecue guy, the truck he's in, he's got his dog with him that pretty much, like, eats all of his barbecue all day. And the dog just decides to jump out of the window. And he's like, no, don't do it. And he jumps out, like, out of his lap just to get destroyed. (laughs) Destroyed by a car. Like, there was just no reason to put that in there. And again, you have to remember, this movie is 12-year-old boy mentality. So every time somebody gets shot, it is like an explosion off their chest. Yes, the dog gets run over by the car and just... How does that sound just, effect? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Blood splatter just... So, just a lot of unnecessary deaths. Um, so, I guess with that being said, the, the movie kind of keeps you on your toes. Because nobody's safe. I mean, I, shit, I thought Cherry... I didn't, oh, 100%. Even, I didn't think she was going to be the main character. I thought she was going to be just the first girl to die. Well, so, okay, so we first see Cherry. She's doing her stripper dance, and then she gets her leg chopped off or some shit. Fergie! Oh, yeah. Fergie's in this movie. Yeah, Fergie's in this movie gets killed. Murk, like murk. So many characters that you're like, why'd they I, die? Yeah, I wonder like what their purpose is going to be in this movie. It's just to die. Well, if his, if his, if Robert Rodriguez's goal was just to make us be scared of everybody's, you know, are they going to survive? He definitely did that. Yeah, because I didn't know what was going on. Then there's the the deputy that loses his finger. And he also, like, can't stop killing innocent people. (laughs) But he gives him, like, this weird, this, I don't even know. He gives him this weird, like, character arc because he finds his wedding ring and, like, gets it, grabs it, tries to, like, put it on, all this. And then he survives, like, a few more scenes. And it's like, oh, shit. He he survived a cutaway to back to them. Yeah. And so I'm just like, oh, damn, like, maybe he's going to play a big role nope four zombies just grab him out of nowhere and split his whole body apart the more i think about it the more fun this movie actually kind of no the movie yeah the movie's just a wild ride it's is it good no is it is it a uh, entertaining yes yeah Yeah. so planet terror definitely don't think it's better than death proof no but that's uh, Death Proof is at least like kind of just realistic in a way. Yeah. Kind of. Believable. Kind of. I mean, yes. Like you can think of there being a possible like serial killer who just enjoys like getting in car wrecks and like killing people, you know? Yeah. Because in this movie, there's a lot of coincidental deaths or, oh, I didn't see him coming. A whole lot of like when Josh Brolin in the when the zombie, Josh Brolin the first guy he treats is the first zombie. They don't know what it is, right? They got to chop his arm off because it's spreading up his arm. That's where he got bit, and so they send him to the to the surgical guy to go in and um, I think that's still recording. Anyway, they send him up to the um, surgical guy to get his arm chopped off, and. Obviously, the zombie ended up coming back to life, killing the doctor. Hold on. Okay, so Josh Brolin's character ends up getting chased by the zombie who woke up, stole the doctor's, uh, like, saw. And Josh Brolin just frozen against the wall. Oh, as the 
the saw blade is coming toward him. Yeah. The circular saw is coming toward him. And like, it's like, why would you not just step to the side and kick him or at least try to push him? Uh, yeah, I guess he's in shock. I don't, I don't know. The, yeah. The only thing that stopped him from not dying in that scene is because the plug didn't reach far enough. He yep. just like corny, like little tropes that are just thrown out just because. Yeah. I, yeah. Like put him in a corner. I mean, you could literally just have him run into the corner. Again, I, it just makes more sense to me to think that this was written by a 12 year old. I'm just, I, I, that's what I've accepted. Like Robert Rodriguez, he, like maybe he wrote and directed this, but maybe he wrote this when he was 12 fucking years old and then like updated it a little bit. Like maybe him and Quentin were just like messed up one night, like getting drunk, whatever. And he's like, dude, like look at this shit. Like I wrote this when I was 12 years old and Quentin just looked at it. He was like, bro, let's just, you want to just do it? Like, let's just do it. And then they just did it. So like he accomplished his 12 year old dream of making that a movie. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is credited on helping write this movie. So I wonder what parts he wrote. Just a foot scene? I don't know if he was... Is he credited on any writing? I know he's a producer. You gotta look it at my phone's recording. Oh, yeah. This is this episode shot on iPhone because I forgot the batteries to my camera at work. Yeah, this episode is definitely the most, like, just... Rat, <laughs> this, like, just the most ratchet episode we've this, ever done. This is definitely the most from ratchet the movie, episode. From the production to... Foxy, like all the pauses. Just yeah, dude. This is death or uh, Planet Terror's theme is definitely wearing off on us in this episode. Yeah, they did go deep into their into their own style with the old vintage horror movie. Death Proof had the same like fake film grain. So did this movie, especially this movie had a ton of grainy, you know colors and the and the melted film it played to that old school horror movie to a t yeah uh he had no writing credits okay, just only good. he was just a producer that's good he was just along for the ride and and an actor he his character's name in this movie is rapist number one he loves to play creepy dudes what is up with that why does he do that he in reservoir dogs he plays a guy that says the n-word a couple times and what's his next one he's featured in? I got no Pulp Fiction. Sorry, Pulp Fiction. He plays no, no, no. Pulp Fiction. He just plays like the kind of racist guy. But yeah, okay. Also Pulp Fiction. Is, he's a guy that says the N word. I yeah. think he does it too in Reservoir Dogs, maybe. Uh, in Reservoir Dogs, yeah. I mean, he's just like one of the minor. Like he's a he's a robber, but like he get you don't even see him like get killed or anything. He yeah. just gets shot in the bank. In this movie, he's a soldier who wants to rape. Yeah, he's just like super horny. Even um, when his balls are dripping off, he's like, fuck it. I just got to get it done quick. Yeah. Wow, that sounded exactly like him too. Um, yeah, I mean, just I don't I don't know why he enjoys playing the rapey characters. I guess maybe he thinks, well, the only way I could justify it is like if, if, if there's going to be an actress having to like act with like a rapey character... Like, it should be me, because, like, I'm not a rapey guy. <laughs> I guess. The, but like, I hate to say just it. one weird way to, like, justify it. I hate to say it, but he did always work with Harvey Weinstein. Yep. And he knew about it. He, on the Joe Rogan experience, when he was on it, he talked about how he knew that was going on. 
Everybody knew what was going on, but nobody said anything. So we're a yeah. bunch of cowards. It just, I, I don't know. I don't know. And we already know about the foot fetish thing. In fact, we even saw a couple shots in this movie. Quinn's like, if I'm going to be in this fucking movie, you better put a foot in there. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll act for you. But I want more feet. He even throws in the fact that he's never seen a three-legged stripper. He's seen a stripper with... Twelve toes. Yes. Uh, he one said that. Breast. He said that, and I bet that was like Quentin Tarantino's like favorite stripper ever. It's probably a true story. It's I bet it's a true Rodriguez. story, and I bet it was like the hottest night of his life or something. And, he, and then he ended no, the hottest night, of, hottest night of his life was filming till dusk till dawn when uh, Salma Hayek put her foot, foot in, his, in mouth. his mouth. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know what's funny? Whenever you said that during that podcast, I didn't realize that that wasn't like happened in the scene. I forgot about that, and I was thought that was just a funny thing you said. You like put her foot in his mouth, but no, literally, she literally puts her foot. I in totally his forgot mouth. about that because I was looking up scenes and I was cutting up editing reels, and that <laughs> I was like, oh shit, <laughs> she does put her foot in his mouth. Holy shit! Yeah. Well, what yeah. is that? Okay, let's imagine you're an actress and you know this motherfucker's got a foot fetish, and he writes in the script. You got to put a foot in this guy's mouth. Oh, okay, that's fine. And then you get to set and it's him playing the character. And you're like, dude, what? Then he has to run to the bathroom. Yeah. He has his hands in his pocket. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Just the show goes on, I guess. Yeah, bro. It's just like, don't, I I don't know. It's, uh, It's weird. There's a lot of weird Quentin Tarantino films out there that I'm just like, wait, how did this even come about? But there's also... A lot of good ones. So, a lot of good I ones. I mean, he's just all over the board, but I swear, I would not be surprised if one day, like, we just heard a story about Quentin Tarantino saying that him and Robert, him and Robert Rodriguez were just hanging out one night, and Robert was like, look at this script I made when I was, like, 12 to, like, 14 years old, and Quentin just read it, and he was like, dude, like, if we could just add Osama Bin Laden in there somehow... Like, this is a really good movie. Okay, so 2007, this movie was made. What came before 2007 from Tarantino? We seen yeah, cause Reservoir Dogs. Death, Death Proof was 2008 or 2009. Oh, I thought they were the same year, like back-to-backs. Or, is it? Grindhouse was, I'm sure they released at the same time. Let me see here. Because, okay, so we've seen, just go to Tarantino's, like, his movies. We got Reservoir Dogs first. Then it's, what, Pulp Fiction? Um, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Four Rooms. Never seen that. Jackie Brown, Jackie Brown. classic. Both the Kill Bills, okay. that's 2003, 2004. Uh, no, 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 yeah, I was wrong. Death Proof was 2007. And then Inglorious Bastards was 2009. So just, what the hell? Just a dent in the career. Just so weird. So imagine so imagine you have watched all the Tarantino movies. You're like, this guy is fucking sick. Oh, shit. Him and Robert Rodriguez are making a double feature horror movie? Dope. You go to watch it and you see that and you're like, at the premiere. You go to the premiere and you watch Planet Terror and you're like, what the fuck? 
Because, I mean, I'm sure you're expecting to see some badassery from Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez partnering up. Yeah. You don't expect the most corniest fucking movie you've ever seen in your life. You think that was like the premise behind it, that they were trying to make a corny movie? Was that the whole point of this endeavor? I Yeah, I I don't know what the point is. I, maybe they were just having fun. And I, just... I hope we just don't know the, the times back then of them two, and maybe we're not in on the inside joke. It, maybe they were just on a lot of drugs. Maybe. Maybe. I just, I truly... At the end of the day, I mean, that really is the only thing that makes the most sense to me. What's the budget for this thing? And look out, look up the budget and look up how much money it made. Look, let's see what the budget was and then the, the gross box office. Yeah, I guess, I mean, Robert Rodriguez, I guess, is just a, he just likes his corny movies. $23 million. <laughs> Okay. That was the budget. $23 million. How much did Planet Chair make? I'm going to guess. Budget's 23. I'm going to guess it made 22. 11.4 million. Took a fucking $10 million <laughs> loss. <laughs> I mean, shit, can you blame it? No, no. I mean... I mean, if you... Okay. No. I... I'd go see it if you wanted to go see it and you're like, dude, you need to fucking go watch this movie. <laughs> that movie's in the theaters right now. I'd go see it. <laughs> no, if that movie is in theaters right now, I'm not seeing it. Honestly, yeah, probably not. No. But like, it's like a... Not as much, but it's kind of like a cocaine bear situation. No, because cocaine bear was just... It, cocaine bear actually like has a chance of happening this really doesn't have like none of this is realistic none of it paid no. none of it none of it none of it that remember i mean they put the most badass character on like a kid motorcycle Oh yeah, okay. and he <laughs> yeah. hops and he drives away on a wheelie and ends up leading the pack, dude. This is written by a fucking twelve year old that had a fucking pocket rocket. El Ray, this is me and Shadow Recon. Like this is if, if Shadow <laughs> Recon was supposed to like make a movie, this is this is what I did. Because there's a scene and in this all movie. my ideas are from Call of Duty Zombies. <laughs> yeah, this is 100 ideas from Call of Duty Zombies. There's a scene when they finally all strap up, the whole gang's ready, they're locked and loaded, they're riding out. The stripper Cherry, she's got her peg leg still, or no, no, she does. She doesn't lose the peg leg until she puts it in Quentin Tarantino's eye. <clears throat> okay, right. Okay, yes, yeah, so she got her peg leg still. She's on a badass bike. People are in the giant tow truck that can just mow over the zombies. And El Ray, who we just watched him, I think, do a backflip out of the hospital and just like slice and dice the zombies and become, I mean. We're talking ninja moves. We never, we never heard, we never really. Never got the El Ray story. We don't know why we El Ray know is El Ray. somehow a legend. But he rides off. <laughs> he picked, Out of the trunk of a car, he takes a pocket rocket out, like a little bitty uh, motorcycle, like yeah. what kids ride, like what eight-year-olds ride and think they're a badass. Yeah. He takes that, sits on it, crouches. His legs are butterflied out because he can't fit, obviously, and he wheelies off. Wheelies. like. 
and then leads the pack. Leads the pack on leads the pocket the pack. rocket. Like we've we've got the tow truck, the badass motorcycle, the barbecue dude even had like some badass whip, like classic car. I can't even remember what it was. And like there's just El Ray on a what's it called? Pocket rocket. Pocket rocket. And Ooh. he's just on a wheelie. Still has his machine gun. Still just spraying down the zombies. Why do you think? Why did they get taken prisoner if they were just going to rape and kill him anyway? What was the purpose of prison, taking him prisoner? Antidote? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Because they already had prisoners if they, needed, if they needed fresh blood for the antidote. They already had the prisoners. So like, what the fuck? Yeah, because that's the other thing. Like, these zombies, it's not like... Were they hungry? Were they even hungry? Cause they wanted the did they was that a fucking joke about the knowledge or was that serious? What? Whenever in the beginning in the beginning of the movie, the little boy's playing with his toys and he's like, "I want to eat your brain for knowledge with his toys." And the mom's like, "Okay, I told you not to play with toys at the breakfast table." And then at the end of the movie, once the zombie husband comes back to kill his wife, he's like, "I want your brains for knowledge." I guess he was just saying it to like kind of freak her out or something. Yeah, was he just fucking around or did the zombies actually want their brains for knowledge? We never get an explanation. They, were, they became superhuman too. Yeah. As many cool little subplots there were, there was also a lot of plot holes. Um, So, I mean, what do you rate it? Um, Three. Perfect. I was literally, yep, I was going for three. Yep, three. I think the shots are cool, but the just is just not good. No. This usually, I would, usually I would recommend watching it, but truly, I don't recommend watching this movie. It's no. a complete waste of time. Complete waste of time. The beginning, like, honestly, I every single time we watch a movie, I get excited to watch it. And I'm totally into it. This movie, I was, like, dreading watching it. I'm like, dude, I, I was excited to watch it from the beginning of the podcast, and then as we started watching it, I'm like... Dude, this movie fucking blows. Yeah, it got just, better over you, time. You, but. you just have to embrace the absurdity if you actually put yourself through this. Because um, the, the beginning. So we'll have some real fans if if people actually decide to watch this. Yeah, yeah. If you want to just Let's, if you want to enjoy the absurdity with us, definitely watch it. But if you are looking for a movie to watch, there are so many other better options. Yes, it's only an hour and a half. So, I mean. Just know it's an hour and a half that you won't get back. Um, but also, just want to remind everybody, this was Cade's pick. So I think I it was tr- your pick. No, it was not. No, it was I not. I think it was a mutual pick. No, it was not. You, you texted me and yeah. said... Oh. oh, yeah. You texted me and said, hey, man, we need to watch um, Planet Terror. I did after we agreed to watch it on the Death Proof episode. I agreed to watch it, but I mean, if I had just watched Death Proof and then that was it, I don't think I would have been like, oh shit, now I need to see this Planet Terror because I did not know that was like a double You did from the, feature. from that episode. When you told me, sure, but that didn't mean I was just like, oh shit, we should watch Planet you Terror. You s- literally said that, I'm pretty sure. Oh, we're going to have to go back and watch run it. Run it back. We'll have to run that back. But I'm not 100% positive, but I'm pretty damn sure you said, well, I guess we got to watch it. All right. Well, I mean, just know I forgot about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I forgot about it because we, we've seen Oppenheimer and Barbie since then. If it was my idea, I mean, it does make sense that we'd have to do it. I was only kidding. Um, 
Like if that was the point, which I don't, well, I don't know what the point is anymore. I don't know what anything is anymore. I mean, I give it a three. Just like from Dust to Dawn, it seems like Robert Rodriguez just kind of goes, uh, yeah, that was good enough. Yeah, we'll just fuck it. He takes a shot. Like a lot of the acting scenes or some of the shots, it's like the actor didn't 100% get it, but it's like, oh, yeah, we're good. Let's move on. Yeah. Josh Brolin has some scenes where it's like, was that his best take? (laughs) 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 So it's like, Rodrigo's like, yeah, that was good enough. I think we got it. God. Josh is like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) They only got like parts of the script. They didn't get the whole script. When they go to watch it, they're like, what the fuck is this movie? No, Josh is just, because like, bro, think about the makeup. Think about how much makeup like that takes, like on Josh and Bruce Willis to, well, Josh Brolin, he's an A-list actor now. Like Bruce Willis, I think was like a big time actor at this point. It's like maybe not a list, but maybe. he's Josh Brolin. Was he still? Was he Josh Brolin at this time? Look up when uh, No Country for All Men came out. Yeah. Okay. See what that came out. I'm, it's got to be before. That's an older movie. I don't know if it was before. Let's see. You watched? You seen that before? So many times. Nice. Because think about it, Josh Brolin. Let's see. <laughs> Two thousand seven. So the same year as this, <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh nice Josh no I, I watched No Country for Old Man that was really good I heard Josh Brolin's in a new movie horror movie called Planet Terror oh shit let's go watch it and then just what <laughs> it's um, like it's like do these actors like they just want to do Quentin a favor I don't know it's not even Quentin it's Robert Rodriguez I, I don't know something's going on maybe Harvey Weinstein somehow I mean so imagine Josh Brolin, serious actor. He probably just shot No Country for Old Men with the Cohen brothers. And uh, there's a scene where he's like, he has a thermometer in his mouth because he's trying to check his temperature, I guess, to make sure he doesn't get infected. And at some point he just like bites down on the thermometer and it just like, imagine Robert Rodriguez giving that direction where he's like, yeah, all right, bite down. Josh Brolin's like, you want me just to bite it? And then like, you're going to get a close up of my mouth just drooling the stuff out he's like yep all right cut that'll do good shit josh yeah i mean on to the next scene i really don't have that much stuff to say about it because it's just there's nothing really good to highlight a lot of stuff to not highlight that is funny but it's just like there's too much to even pick out there's a lot that happens in this movie but at the same time it, it means nothing it adds nothing it's just a lot of shit going on in this movie. Yeah, so, it's like a it's a it's a waste of an hour and a half. Yeah, it's just a reason for Quentin to get like all these like hot actors together and like they probably just party on set the entire time and then just kind of went from there. So yeah, because I, another point to what I was saying about in the beginning with them showing off like the girls looking good just to like that's their only positive trait is just like them making them look good for the guys to root for him, I guess. Yeah. And it's like Fergie's entire Fergie is a short character in the beginning who gets killed off early. So it's like the first, like you think maybe main character getting killed and 
half the shots are just him showing her tits off. Yep. Yep. Like there's like she's like bending down, like looking up on dreamy, like yeah. obviously being now that I think about it, there were just there were a lot of drugs on this set. Probably. Yep. That's uh I think that's what I'm just gonna assume is happening in this entire movie is I hope they were laughing the whole time on set, just I, having I, a good time, I, just I being think, corny. I think that's what was going on. Like so they many, were just so many lines are just corny ass, cheesy lines that you're like, Oh my god, like I there's I one, there's I, somebody like the what's the ball one in the beginning? It was like I think I got I got you by the balls now. Yeah, he that, says that was like, a good one. I guess hey, you I remember do. he said something about uh like the lady who didn't have a brain. <laughs> yeah, but what yeah. So, so, the, so the Josh Brolin's wife, the girl she's been cheating on, Fergie. Fergie's the girl she's been cheating on. Was it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Fergie is the girl that Josh Brolin's wife has been cheating on him with, and she gets rolled into the hospital. They open it up. It's like it's a no-brainer. What does that mean? She has no brains. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Yeah. There were yeah there were a lot of. Just cheesy lines, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I don't have too much to say anymore. No. I'm, I'm running. I'm running on fumes now. It's a great, great job at a shitty movie. Yep. I, he had a, made a shitty movie on purpose. I think. I think they were just having fun on set. I think they were just like, let's just have some fun let's and make some it. fucking bullshit. Yeah, who cares? Just, yeah. all right, let's put it out there. Hey, like, we got twenty million dollars, baby. Let's roll. Yeah. We got Josh Brolin and Bruce Willis. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. That's why Bruce Willis is only in there for the first and the beginning because he only had $20 million. <laughs> I mean, I love he, his goatee. He wasn't in there long, but I mean, he was the guy that killed Osama bin Laden in this movie. He made the most of it. Yeah. All right. So Planet Terror, solid three. And honestly, that's that's being nice. Yeah, I'm only giving it really... I was going to give it a two, but I decided to bump it up a little bit to a three just because I think the shots were cool. I think he shot it well. I like the old horror movie, the vintage film, destructive, like grainy B-movie look it had. So it was stylized and it looked cool. That's that's the that's the bonus points right there, but overall, not good. You know what? Finally, I'm giving it a three and a half just because I'm bumping it up because I am starting to think that they were probably just having so much fun making this movie. Fair. Like, not serious at all. Like, so three and a half just because I bet it would have been fun to, like, be on that set. Probably. So. All right. You got anything else? Any final words? We got shirts coming at y'all soon. Hats as well. Not soon. They're live right now. Oh, hats and shirts. They're all. We got them? Got it all. Okay. Go get them. CrownCinemaShop.com or go to CrownCinema.com to check out our website. You know where to go. Get them. They're good. Good quality. Order a size up. They shrink in the wash. We're out. <laughs>